Alright, welcome back to the Wrestling With Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row. And on this podcast, this episode, I have one of the local wrestling talents here in the Colorado area. And that is Captain Stevens. Yo-ho, Captain Stevens, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good today, Mr. Fourth Row. How about yourself? I am hanging in there. So, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Uh, let's start off with the first question. So, how did you uh, get interested in professional wrestling? Did you watch it as um, a child? Oh, my my dad had me watching wrestling pretty much, at least from what my mom says, is when I was an infant, you know, like four to six months old and stuff like that. And uh, even my uncle has this little story he likes to tell of uh, how he knew I was going to be a wrestler as um there was one day we we just finished watching wrestling and I was like three years old or so and my mom was sleeping on the floor and I guess I climbed up on the arm of the couch and did a macho man flying elbow right across her nose. <laughs> so um, so uh, at that young of age, do you remember uh, watching it or what, do you have any memories from, from back then? I guess my, my earliest memory of professional wrestling uh, is um, SummerSlam 1992, the one that took place at uh, Wembley Stadium in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to, we, we had recorded it on a VHS tape, and I used to watch the, the heck out of that tape. Like, I used to watch, uh, especially the main event, which was the Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental title. Right. So the so question is, well, do you still have the tape, and or is it just worn out? And if so, do you even have anything to still play it on? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have the tape or a VHS player. <laughs> uh, thank, thank goodness for the network, so I can relive that memory. All right, yeah, that's that's true. So I was just, I was just kind of curious. So, um, who were your uh, favorites of watching? Um, you, who did you really like to enjoy their their work? Oh, man, I, I could almost do like a timeline with it. I mean, when I was a little, little kid, it was the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I even dressed up like him for Halloween and stuff like that. Did the whole face paint and the arm tassels and stuff like that. And then uh, as I got older and he wasn't there, it kind of transitioned to uh, to Bret Hart. I watched, uh, I, I followed him even when he left uh, after Montreal all the way to WCW. I followed his career up until pretty much the time he left and that's actually about i'd stopped watching wrestling for a little bit around then but i'd say those were probably the two biggest oh very cool so then uh what then got you into thinking and actually taking that step into doing this as a as a little bit of a profession so in in about 2008 i was about 20 years old or so i had uh I went to a RMCW show. Uh, it was at uh, Red and Jerry's, and they had like Butch Reed there, and I watched him wrestle Rob Risen and stuff like that. And then uh, I remember after that being invited over to like a, a WrestleMania watch party at someone's house, and uh, they were talking about training guys then, and I had gotten somewhat interested back then, and because I didn't even know there was an independent wrestling scene in Colorado at all until about that time. Oh, wow. So, uh, then, uh, who, 
who was it that you got involved with, uh, you know, doing your training and, and, and stuff? Um, my first ever night of training, actually, um, I went to the, I don't know if you remember it, the, uh, IWF butcher shop. Uh, I, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. Yes. It's, it's, it's essentially now the Primo's butcher shop because Primo's just kind of took over the school. Right. And people work, you know, people who train there essentially worked at like both promotions and whatnot, you know, and it just kind of transitioned to Primo's once IWF closed doors. But that that was my first night of training was with IWF, and then I just continued when it went into when it transferred over to Primos. Mm. And so, did you um, start um, training there right away in uh, 2008? Did you say? No, actually, oh. I did not find a school until about 2011. 2011, okay. Um, I had ended up uh, just looking it up online and found the school. Oh, okay. Awesome. And so you have been doing this uh, ever since then, so about seven, eight years? Um, if we're counting training, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, I mean, we do, we, you have to do count training because it's still part of all the process, right? Yeah, it is still part of all the process. You, you honestly never stop learning, so. Well, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, so then uh, when did you uh, have, like, your first match? Crazy enough, my first match didn't come, I want to say it came in about 2015. I wasn't always the best about maintaining a, a proper coming to training schedule because I had really crazy work hours, especially starting in 2011 when uh, my boss was very adamant about not giving me the days off that they trained. So I... You know, I didn't make my debut or like my first match until about 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And who was your opponent? Uh, uh, crazy enough. Have you ever heard of uh, Primo's Carnival? The the actual show? Yes. Yeah, the, the Halloween show? Yes. My first match, I, I was stung. And I wrestled uh, Cody Devine, who was uh, uh, staying. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's very that's very cool. Awesome. All right. So then uh you just been kind of hitting the promotions um pretty much since then, kind of got a steady uh um you know, work schedule per se, you know, in the in the wrestling uh community then. I I do at least in Denver. And, uh, like, cause I, I, I work with primos and I work with CSW. I mean, it's definitely not to say that I wouldn't want to work for any other promotion. Cause I mean, I have wrestled like twice for Lucha Libre and laughs, but I, I definitely would like to do more, yeah. and, but I do keep steady with primos and CSW. Right. And did I, um, once did I catch at one time you worked for, um, was it, is it big sky as well? Big Sky, that's a promotion out in Wyoming. Yeah. I'm their United States champion. I'm, I'm sorry, you cut out there. Say that again. I'm actually their uh, United States champion. Your current, the current United States champion in Big Sky, huh? Yep. And how often do they do shows? Because it seems like uh, they're kind of a little intermittent. Or is it just they are very, they're very intermittent. Okay. I mean, we haven't had a show up there since, I want to say, June or July. Oh, wow. 
Do you think that's just because, um, well, you know, would you agree with me that the wrestling scene in Colorado is really taking off right now? Um, I would, I would definitely chalk it up to that. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, it's really crazy right now with how many promotions there that are popping up in and around the state, especially, you know, down in Colorado Springs and stuff like that. And then, you know, you have Primo's and New Era and Rocky Mountain Pro and Lucha Libre and Laughs up in Denver. Right. And then the count, countless number of Lucha, uh, actual Lucha promotions, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, um, you now, well, you kind of, too, uh, currently are in a, um, I guess you, the best way to explain it would be like a faction called the party pirate punks how did that come about <laughs> to be to be completely honest with you i think that at a certain point we were just kind of thrown together and uh because we were originally just the party pirates and it was me and uh Polly b and then uh Polly b got injured uh he hurt his knee in our first tag outing to be honest oh no so then uh a couple months later, uh, they paired me up with uh, Johnny Crash while Polly was rehabbing, and uh, we just kind of went from there as the Pirate Punks. And then, you know, about seven, eight months later, Polly came back from his knee injury, and he just kind of got lumped in with us, and we became the Party Pirate Punks. Ever since, oh well, was uh, was was it just something that just kind of happened, or were you kind of put together by? Anybody like special that maybe we've mentioned on the podcast before? Just... I could definitely say it was, it's someone that's definitely special to me. I mean, uh, Chris Chavez, the former owner of CSW, um, is the one that put us together. I had, I had an idea. He's, 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 would you, he's kind of a genius. Would you, would you, he just kind of has that magical touch. Would you agree with that? He really did. He really did have that, just kind of that magical touch. I mean, I don't, I can't honestly say like right off the top at what it was, but there was just, there was always something about, you know, CSW when we first got there that just, it kind of made wrestling down in, the sp- in Colorado Springs really special Yeah, to have him there. And I do know that a lot of us really miss him. So, oh yeah, I, I miss him too. Um, so speaking of that, uh, I know that you and I have kind of talked about it a little bit, but why don't we go ahead and reiterate on the, uh, podcast, um, the couple of special things that, um, with, when it comes to CSW for you, uh, that have kind of been bookend, uh, most recently with the, um, last, um, Colorado Springs show. So tell, tell everybody about that. Uh, well, I mean, just Chris in general was always just someone that really believed a lot in me. And uh, he always spoke really highly of me. And, you know, we had worked uh, before he opened CSW. We had worked a couple times on the independent scene and he was really high on me then. And then, uh, you know, um, me and Cormac Battle were actually in the very, very first match in CSW. I mean, we opened the very, very first show. It was just me and Cormac. And that, that will always kind of be like a little special thing that I have with Mac, you know, in opening up that show. Right. 
and then now most recently tell the listeners uh what happened uh for you uh with uh csw well i am uh one half of the CSW tag team champions with my cohorts, Polly B and Johnny crash. And I also just won the Christopher Chavez senior Memorial battle Royal. Got a big, big, big trophy for that. Right. We show that. Okay. And then that leads me into, uh, what we, we have, you have coming up in the near future, uh, here and about, um, just a little bit over in a week, so tell the listeners what is going on there. Well, I actually have, uh, if you don't mind, I actually have two shows coming up here. Right. Uh, in about the week and a half. Go ahead. Uh, you know, definitely uh, Primo's this Sunday is uh, a woman's scorn from the watering bowl. That's going to be one heck of a show. I mean, I mean, have you seen the main event for that one, Artie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Filter and Anaya, that's oh god, that's going to be a match that no nobody should miss. And then uh, a week from Friday, March eighth, I'm at um, CSW Bar Fights Volume Three, where uh, the main event is myself versus uh, Joey Kincaid. And that's going to be another match of just two bulls. Right, and Joey Kincaid was the person that you had was the per- last person you, was. Uh eliminated before you won the uh the tournament before winning the battle royal yeah Royal, yeah. right was one was the last person eliminated was the person that i eliminated yeah there to win battle royal yeah so he uh you think he's coming out coming back at you for a little bit of uh revenge oh i (laughs) i wouldn't necessarily put it past him you know i mean he he definitely didn't look happy after the elimination, and I can tell you he is a he is one tough guy. Right. Oh, tough guy. Yeah. Well, they don't call him the human grenade for nothing. That's very true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. So let's um. So we got those out, but let's talk about possibly um, in the uh near or in the um little bit farther in the future, um, if you do you have any kind of like dream matches any kind of opponents that you would like to wrestle uh both as a single competitor and then maybe even getting the ppp the triple p together and you know going up against other tag teams and this could be anybody in you know close proximity to the colorado area or even nationwide you know maybe somebody you have uh, eye on that's you know on tv or something like that or you know, and then along with that, have you had any brushes with uh, any kind of uh, you know people that you know national people may have talked, you know, heard about? Um, not necessarily like national people. I haven't really had any brushes with that. Uh, as far as dream matches go, I mean, I'd really love to wrestle um, like as a tag team. Like if it was me and the party and the Triple P, I would honestly say like dream matches, um, the Pillars of Destiny. Uh, that would be, you know, the Vikings, that would be a really good match. I'd, I'd really look forward to that. And then there's also um, the 1%, uh, the team, the tag team that Royce Isaacs is in. That, that'd be a tag team I'd love to face as well. All right. And, well, you know, and I well, think – Well, and to be honest, you know, I'd, I'd also have to put the Canadian Pitbulls in there as well. Oh, yeah. I'd, I would love to wrestle the Canadian Pitbulls. 
And then I guess as a singles competitor, like my um, my two kind of on the on the dream list, you know, bucket list kind of thing right now are uh, I'd love to wrestle Lonnie Valdez or uh, Mike Seidel. Okay. Would definitely yeah. love to wrestle Mike Seidel. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I could, I could, I can see that. So you think, uh, y- you know, I would, I would, you know, I'm not going to speak for him, but I think the Pillars of Destinies would even welcome uh, a two-on-three handicap match too. <laughs> they probably those guys. Those guys definitely look crazy. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, they have had some exposure on um, on Impact. Um, not necessarily the main show, but their um, web show, the Explosion Show. So, you know, there you go. That's that's there's some national brush brushing of fame right there. So that would be kind of that would be kind of fun. Well, and then of course the one percent, um, Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson. So yeah, they they're all over the place. So yeah, that would be a definitely possibility. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so, any other uh, any other things that you have coming up here in the near future besides um, Primos and uh, CSW? Even you know, three four weeks in in that you're aware of that you can announce here. All right, I, I can actually go over a few things. Yeah. Uh, Primos has been pretty heavily promoting uh, a few shows coming up here within the next couple of months. Um, like I said, to start, you know, this Sunday, March 3rd at the watering bowl in Denver, Colorado, uh, there is a woman's scorn and that's going to be, t- it usually starts about seven, seven fifteen. tickets are $10 online, usually about 15 bucks at the door. And, uh, definitely looking forward to that show. And then March 8th is uh CSW bar fights volume three. And that's at the Plainfield Sports Bar in Colorado Springs. Uh, then uh, uh, April 7th, uh, Primos has teamed with uh, the Watering Bull and Crown Royal. And they are uh, doing a WrestleMania watch party called Crown Royal Rumble. Ooh. And that is uh, free entry. And that's a, our little gift to uh, the fans of Primos Pro Wrestling and the fans of Pro Wrestling in general. Right. So you're gonna get a little bit of a little bit of live wrestling before the pre-show, and then uh, be able to watch, you know, the pre-show and WrestleMania after. Oh, cool! That that sounds like fun. And then, I know that you know about this party, but you know that every May, so the, taking place this year on May 5th, is Alpha Nine. Right. It's our annual tournament. The crowns the best high flyer, luchador, wrestler. You know, just pure. You know, pure wrestler and luchadors and high flyers. It's just, it's just an amazing show, and that takes place on May 5th. But also, it, it's been extended a day. So it's May 4th and May 5th, and you're also now going to get Omega 9, which is an all-women's tournament. Oh, yeah. They're going to crown the best female wrestler, luchador, high flyer, grappler. Yeah, so um, I guess you could say that uh, Primos is uh, kind of really uh, theming it up and ratcheting it up with all, all these kind of uh, events. Oh, yeah. Shows. Yeah, cool. I like, I like that a lot. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, 
I think that's um, all I have for you right now. But before I let you go, uh, why don't you tell the listeners uh, about if you uh, they wanted to uh, follow you, like on uh, social media, where they could find you, like the Facebooks, the Twitters, the etceteras. Yeah. Alrighty, you can find me on Facebook at the Dread Captain Stevens. Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram under both Dread Captain SC. Oh, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, once again, Captain Stevens, I salute you. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast and uh, letting the listeners know a little bit more about you. Oh, it was my pleasure, man. It was an honor to be here. All right. Thank you. All righty. Once again, a big thank you to Captain Stevens for coming on to the podcast this week. I salute you. I really appreciate you for coming on. So let's go ahead and before we get talk about this upcoming week, let's do the week in review. So last Thursday was the Rocky Mountain Pro Ignition and Charged episodes from the Rocky Mountain Quarry at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds. Great shows as always. Got to see some new talent uh, that traveled in and came in uh we had uh, the young gun, Chan- Chandler Hopkins came in, got to see him good. I really enjoy him. Him and Curtis Cole had a barn burner, excuse, excuse the pun, of a match. It was amazing, and I really love seeing the young gun come in town. He needs to come in town more often. And uh, there was a couple other talents I... Not sure if I caught their names quite properly. Uh, one was the uh, Maleficent uh, Milko, I believe. And that was great. I loved his character. He's a great character. Great, great, great. And then on Friday, the Lucha Libre and Laughs two-day intergender tag team tournament kicked off. Uh, the equal fights two-day tournament uh was great i went attended that and got to see for the first time delia doom in person and ruby reyes it was there taya valkyrie came in town like i said that was great her and mike sadell yoga salt had a fantastic match and then i would say uh aligato and anaya versus Caleb Crush and Delia Doom was a fantastic match. Well, they were all fantastic matches, but um, those matches uh, were probably the highlights for me, especially because uh, just fan service for myself, I would say that with Anaya and Aligato um, pulling a little bit of the uh, left coast gorillas. Uh, tactics out and displayed them against their opponents that was great and then also on friday as well the rocky mountain pro had their rocky mountain pro experience at the rack house unfortunately because lucha libre and last had a match uh, that event that night as well wasn't able to attend um looked like it went off really well of course the talent that came in for 
the Thursday show at Rocky Mountain Pro was also there as well. So it's always kind of nice to see, though, get get introduced to a couple more talents and not get so comfortable with the talents you see all the time at all these shows. And then, um, like I said, Saturday was the culmination of the Libre and Laughs uh, tournament where Caleb Crush and Delia Doom won the tournament. Well-deserved. Everybody did well. They uh, faced Ruby Reyes and I am the provider uh, in the finals. Uh, got to see all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> also on Saturday night, Joey Ryan was there, but they hadn't said who he was going to be facing. And boom, as soon as the music hit, it was the fiercest feline in Lucha Libre and last, Aligato. So keeping it up with the theme for the equal fights, Aligato faced Joey freaking Ryan. I was... I was so happy to see that match. It was amazing. And um, it, I, there's just not enough words to describe it all. And then also the Iron Hills Championship Wrestling Promotion also came back, had their show down there in Colorado Springs. Looks like it went off well. Surprisingly, Jimbo Lucas lost his championship and he vows to get it back as soon as he can. Uh, sound like there was a little bit of uh, dispute on how it happened, so I'll be excited to see how that all turns out. And then on Sunday, I attended for the first time. I went to Hugo's Lucha Libre, which also takes place at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds, uh, same place as Rocky Mountain Pro. They dress up the arena a little bit different with the Hugo's branding and all that stuff like that. Of course, with this being Lucha Libre, a lot of it was in Spanish, and I am not even close to understanding a good majority of the words I know a lot. Uh, it's a definitely different experience, and it's formatted a lot differently. Um, I did mark out that they have a mascot that comes out uh, before the show and kind of like at intermission. Um, I'd say I kind of liked it. I thought it was fun. Wrestling's supposed to be about fun, so I, I really enjoyed that. I uh, got to see a couple of people that, of course, knew Delta Jr. and Red Viper. And I had a match as well. Uh, Luna was there. I got to see, We've seen her in Rocky Mountain Pro a few times as well. So it was kind of fun. Um, got to see a lot of new faces. Um, they do a lot of uh, two out of three falls, uh, I think, as well. Because they have a, um, a uh, ring card girl uh, woman whatever you want to call her, uh, come out to tell you what round or ring it is, uh, or fall it is and that kind of stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. Definitely want to go again. Uh, like I said, it is a different experience. Uh, rowdy crowd beating on drums and all that kind of stuff that you would expect from a more traditional Lucha Libre, uh, promotion. So that was fun. So, Enough talking about the past. Let's talk about the future. We have 
this Thursday coming up as the time of this recording. That is tomorrow. And with it being the last Thursday of the month, that means it is time for Rocky Mountain Pro Supercharged. And it's going to be a purge event, which means it is anything goes, letters, chairs, uh, still uh, barrels, whatever you can find. I wonder if the infamous um, shovel that may um, have a little residue if you know what i mean uh will make an appearance as well if you want to get tickets uh it's not too late but you can always get tickets at rmpwrestling.com or you can get them at the door door of course the prices do increase and then i do not believe as far as i'm checking my notes that we do have don't have anything on friday or saturday but we do have on Saturday, like Captain Stevens was mentioning, we do have Primos uh, Pro Wrestling uh, having their Woman Scorn uh, event where we've got uh, Daisy and I Am The Product, Shade, Tarantula, and Taya Rusami, uh, they're featured heavily in this event uh and like he was like captain stevens was saying we got a nigh and filter to the biggest toughest guys here in the wrestling with altitude area going at it you can get tickets ten dollars online fifteen dollars at the door Showtime 7 p.m. Doors open at 6.30. So you want to get tickets, go to primosprowrestling.com. It's as simple as that. So that is it that I have for right now. But before I want to go, I want to extend a big thank you for to the trending topics network for hosting this show and if you do like this show just go ahead and subscribe or stay subscribed and you can listen to other great shows on this feed such as wrestling, wrestling with cheers, cheers the eurovision showcase we have and chill as well as the spanish announce table and so much more Appreciate you all for listening and having fun with me wrestling with altitude.